Nervous Habits Bonus Content. Hello, namaste, shalom, and welcome to Nervous Habits Bonus Episode Number Five. These are the bonus. Con- <laughs> I'm gonna keep going because we really we've like already shown you what the bonus episodes are. Bonus episodes are unscripted. <laughs> we it's like just you. Like all of us collectively have shown bonus episodes are unscripted <laughs> unscripted, unedited, and unfiltered. And as you can see, it's directionless compared to the normal episodes of Nervous Habits. <laughs> I like I'm struggling. It's New Year. It's 2020. I like can't string together a sentence. But essentially, um, I bring together old. <laughs> 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 I like there's like cats like fighting all around me. I bring together. Oh, oh shit! Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> that's Fuck! That's like that's like that, and that sucks. This, this, this is all staying in. It's still rolling. <laughs> We're still rolling. So it's a long episode. Um, and no, I mean you know what? So we bring together old Wait, uh, people. Surfing the mic. <laughs> fuck out of here. We we bring together old. Um, Wait, I like lost my luster in the new year. Are people gonna listen through all that? This is not good. We start over. It's like this is Stefano. So I'm taking over no, the show. No, I, I could. I could Wait, maybe Jeremy takes over the show. No way. Hey Dan, we need our new host. We're in the middle of a podcast episode. <laughs> So essentially, we bring back folks who have been on the show before uh, for a more lighthearted discussion about things. In the past, you know, we've done um, conversations about dating. We did revisiting, you know, a college reunion and how we've changed over time, uh, as well as, you know, purposeful living and jobs. And um, we had someone come on and, and it was a show about nothing. We talked about time travel. So back with me once more. If you haven't heard them, if you're a new listener to the pod, these are two of my pals, Jeremy Pactor and Stefanos Axios. Gentlemen. Welcome back to the bonus episode of the show. Glad to be back, Ricky. This is the highest honor a man can achieve in his life. The highest honor? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, that's like really fun, but it's, you've achieved it many times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's like a pleasure to be here. Um, initially, we had potentially wanted to do a bonus episode at Eagle's Deli in Boston, Massachusetts, where we would embark on a, a burger challenge eating as much as we could. Um, but instead, we watched Jeremy eat a burger yeah, alone while Seven and I yeah, ate like nothing. Manipulated it. Like, we so, did something to it. But you need to move in. Um. Anyway, but over the course of the time that I've been here, I got laryngitis. So if my voice sounds more strained and different than usual, it's because I'm battling that gitis. Right. Um. And and the coughing has been has been bad. Uh, any thoughts on laryngitis? It's been difficult. You've been not as fun. <laughs> It's actually kind of cool to like to communicate with people, with without words. Yeah, he like got here and immediately was trying to infect everyone in sight. That was my goal. Like, like, like just like fresh off the boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like immediately after I departed from that plane. Um, no, I just like couldn't speak. I don't know. All right, so what's on the agenda for today, boys? <laughs> this, this is how bonus episodes go, though. It's like free form discussion. We should get those burgers first. Well, so Jeremy, like usually, we're we're well fed at the Pactor household, but but today, like there's there's an odd mood in the air, and so uh, Jeremy, like it's only scraps. That's it. I had, like a couple uh, pieces of bread off of Jeremy's plate. The Hunger Games. Every man for himself. 
So we were talking earlier. Kendrick's read off the charts today. Uh, yeah, this is, this is like... <laughs> Play so much dead air. I know, it's like, he, sedate, he sedated us before this episode. You know what, I, th- I think we've been like, we haven't recorded. When was the last bonus episode? Like, oh, reunion. Oh, the reunion, yeah. Seven, It's been seven months. We've, yeah, like, we haven't man. spoken since. Lost or lost. Also, we've been like, like non-stop conversing for a week. Yeah. So we, we've run out of good You're content. Like telling everyone, yeah. like, Wait, what? No, it's good. Remember on the bonus episode when Stephanos was like, yeah, we've had so much fun. We played Super Mario. We did cards. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like like miserable. <laughs> Wait, what were well, you, you can tell You can tell them about what we just did at the mall. Stephanos. All right, uh, I'll speak up. We can tell them about what you guys did at the mall. Wait, what, what, was, Jer- what was Jeremy going to say, though? Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh, Stephanos, please, please carry on. Do you guys know in the new year, the podcast is going to have a huge boost in listenership? So like, so, so make sure you know the consequences of every word you say. But today, we should start off the conversation talking about... Putting yourself out there and doing something that <clears throat> makes you feel uncomfortable. Putting yourself out there? And doing something that takes you out of your comfort zone. If I have been a cough a lot during this uh, broadcast, it's because of the, gi- the laryngitis. It's very contagious. No matter yeah. I don't care what he says. It's, it's actually not that contagious. Um, what are you talking about? He's been about? like spitting in cups and like keeping yeah, it for just like Just Google is people. laryngitis contagious. It says it's like very clear. Yes. Um, so putting yourself out there? Yeah. Like what we we were talking about earlier, and we went to the mall. What we did, please fill them in stuff. I, I was just a spectator. My left arm is also kind of messed up. So essentially, I don't know. Like we, it's just like life is boring when you're just like trying to get to your destination. Like like we got to the mall, and Stephanos like had, had no reason to be there, and he was like marching forward into every store with purpose. And we were like, like, what are you doing? But no, it's just like there's so many like people you could talk to at the mall, and each one is like a wealth of of knowledge. And so Jeremy and I decided to approach a bunch of people and ask them questions. And so I went up to this one guy, and I asked him if he was Brian. I, I convinced him that his name was Brian. But he was Brian. I said, do you remember me? He said, no. But I said, you're Brian. And he said, I am Brian. And then I said, you're friends with Henry. And he said, yeah, Henry Hong. And I was like, yeah, I hung out with you guys last weekend. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Just the difficulty of approaching a stranger. And like, there's like all these like subtle nuances in like, discourse analysis that mm. allow you to pick up on like how approachable someone is or if they're trying to get something out of you and it's interesting to approach strangers and new people and to like see how you can break a new conversation well it was interesting you guys were selecting specific people for right. each of your so we were doing you know, you know there's a show like Impractical Jokers we we're just kind of joking around we were like trying to do similar types of dares mm. so going up to someone and like doing one of those dares, there's a lot at play. Yeah, like, oh, I don't have my phone on me. But um, one of the good ones was you have to get a stranger to repeat a word back to you. That's like a classic. So Not even repeat. You have to have them just say it. Just say the word. So I, we had to get these women to say jackhammer. But it's like, yeah, it's like who would say jackhammer in everyday life? So I went up to these two women um, who looked kind of nice. And I pointed to Stephanos. And I was like, that man just bought a house. And then I was like... Um, you know, we're looking to like build something in the backyard, but we need to dig. And they were like intrigued. They were like, you know, where, where, they were like, where do we come into this puzzle? And then uh, I said, well, like, do you, do you like find like ladies happen to know like what we can like what utensils we can use to dig a hole? And they like started yelling out things, but I don't think they knew what a jackal no, was. No. Too well, they said whatever we were looking for, we wouldn't find at the mall. That, yeah. that was the big takeaway. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I don't think they got it. But it's like it's like an interesting like thought experiment. Hmm. And then there were a few other ones that were pretty good. But do you guys think it's harder in, like, 2020 or in, like, the 2000s to approach someone, like, post-technology like post technology boom? Like, is it harder to meet people and to start real conversations in real life? It's a really good question. 
Well, like, what about that one guy? We're not going to specify people because then it'll show that we're, like, biased. But, like, that one guy who, like, sh- shunned us away. We, like, went <laughs> we, we like, went up to him and we had, like, a really good qu- – Jeremy and I were, were – so one of the other um, th- things was you're supposed to have someone settle debate. So Jeremy and I were, like, all right, like, we're having a debate. Like, I think that Georgia is just a state. And Jeremy thinks that Georgia is a state and a country. And so we went up to this guy and we were like, you need to settle this debate. And he literally just told us to, to fuck it. off, like immediately, like shoot us away. Um, that probably would have happened like post uh, pre-technology anyways. So. It would have? Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. That guy was like a mean guy. Wow. Is Don't it, you think? Uh, yeah. But that's a good question about that, the technology. Like 9-11, like has it changed? <laughs> like, like, um, I, yeah, I think like people, people are like afraid of, of each other. Like it's so daunting to talk to someone. Like, you see someone at the mall, like, coming at you. You're like, shit, like, here comes conversation. Like, so has it always been like that? No. Why, why were people less afraid in the past? Because conversation um, in the past, like, you used to talk to your mailman. I sound like my dad, but you used to talk to your mailman. You used to talk to, like, your grocery store person. Mm-hmm. You used to talk to, like, like the guy delivering milk. You know, like, in the, the newspaper boy in the good old days. Like, top of the morning to you, sonny. So how about talking to people who are in their 20s versus in their 50s? I think people who are like in their 50s are easier to talk to. Yeah, so it's so funny. Like, I don't know if you you had this experience, but today at the mall, like, everyone that looked approachable and was nice was like 100 years old. Yeah. But like, but like, then the younger people, except for the kids. Yeah, the young, really young kids is like easy, but that's like illegal. There's another, yeah. (laughs) What? There's another challenge where you have to go up to two people and convince them and make up a fake band and convince them that they've heard of it. So I went up to these two like youngins. Um, they were, they looked like they were in like high school or something. And I was like, all right, boys, like, have, have you, are you fans of the chili cheese communists? And they were like, oh, maybe like, like, I, and then I was like, yeah, have you heard that song? Like the red hot dog. And, um, anyway, they, they, they said no, but like, yeah, but young people generally are super unapproachable because they're like, they're like, don't waste my time. Yeah. And I think that there has to be some social media, like reasoning because of social media, somehow it all fits together. That people are less approachable and likely to meet people in real life. I feel like this nose has thoughts that need to be heard. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, n- not really. <laughs> also, I, it's, I, it, I, I don't. Also, whenever we have these conversations, Jeremy and I are like well, right. News at, to me. Whenever we have these conversations, Jeremy and I are like right in front of the mic, and Stefanos like positions himself like ten feet away, and even like going up to the microphone requires like so much energy for I him. Know it does. He like has to move like. like I mean, it's Can like... change, actually, see positions? Yeah, like do you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, do you, I mean, you want to yeah, do, like, musical... It's not, yeah. It's a lot of effort. Yeah, it's, like, pretty... Get this man, like, closer. Like, wow. But no, I just think, like, in general... feels like. People who are older, like, they see, like, people as humans, and people who are younger see people as, like, like uh, you know, a struggle, like, a burden. Like, I have to, like, talk to that, that thing. It's work. I don't know. You would think that if someone's, like, really accomplished in their career... And old that they would they would have little patience for being approached by youthful uneducated people. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's also interesting. I, I think there's there's so many um, like elements of a person's like makeup that, that come into play because we were talking about this a little bit. But like gender, for example, it's way easier to approach like like a man as a man because it's it's like clear because of heteronormative you know societal like expectations. It's clear that like we we probably don't have any expect like any you know ulterior motives, but. If we were to like approach a woman and do the hey, would you remember me? Like hey, Brian, or like hey, Susie, she immediately thinks like wow, like this guy, you know, like back off, buddy. You're like trying to like get with me, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it's it's kind of, I mean, that's the way that like society is like for both men and women, but it makes it difficult for like us to do these dares on like equal yeah. proportions. One thing I noticed was when initiating conversation, there was like a period of time where I had to like prove that I wasn't like 
trying to waste their time. But we were, we were trying to, we well, to trick them. <laughs> I think they were worried you were trying to sell them something. Right. Well, if you if you like stop someone sell in the tracks, them something? Yeah, yeah, I know. We're like at the mall. Like, what are we selling them? That's what I would have thought, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that people have trouble like understanding why someone would talk to them of the same gender. Yeah. But if it's opposite gender, I agree that people are like they just assume that you're trying to hit on them. It, it, it Jeremy, you you always say this. And by the way, if, if any of this is too like risque, I can always cut it out, even though it's unedited. Um. So, so you always tell me like, like when there's like a seventy year old woman that like she clearly thinks you're not allowed to hit on her or something. You told me like, like one time you talked to an old woman and it was like she was too old. I forgot what she said. That's some. I don't know. You were you, you were like she was so old that like I was relieved that there was no chance I was hitting. Yeah, her. exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like it's frustrating because like I'm just trying to like, to see if you've known this fictitious band. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's like, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I when I tell people that Jeremy and I do these and Stephanos uh, do these dares, they're immediately like, like number one, the number one reaction is like, "Well, you're ballsy," but number two is like, "Like, what's the point?" So, how would you respond to both of those, Stephanos? Well, I, so I don't participate in the dares that much. I think I've done it a couple times. He's like, never done it as I. But his no, life. I've done it a couple times. No, he's never done it. Yes, ever. I have. Never. I don't know. I think it's like. Um, <laughs> It's an interesting feeling, I imagine. It's like a euphoria over having like a like put yourself out of your comfort zone. Euphoria is a very strong word. Euphoria, it's like, it's like, like the highest. Of like <laughs> yeah. maybe, it's not, maybe it's not euphoria. like euphoric. Maybe it's I, I don't know, like a little bit of a rush. Yeah, for, for like having gotten yourself out of the comfort zone and, and done something that you normally wouldn't do. I would hope there's some sort of crossover, like. If you can initiate conversation with strangers, it somewhat helps you in in all social settings. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, that's exactly it. Like, like after I had my first conversation with Brian, I like saw the world with new lenses. Yeah. I like I like, looked around and I was like, wow, all of these people are just like nice and ordinary, and I could talk to any of them if I wanted to. Whereas like Stevanos, because you no offense, you didn't talk to anyone at the mall today. They were all kind of like on a pedestal and unapproachable, and it was like more difficult to to like bring them into your inner circle. You know what I mean? Can't argue with that. So yeah. that's that's the first one. And then the second one, like, what do you gain from it? So the thing about so like in primitive times, when there was like a small village, and that's all you saw in your life. Yeah. Probably being rejected in a social setting was like incredibly harmful to your social status, and you were almost like shunned or disenfranchised from society. And I think there has to be some sort of like genetic wiring from those olden days that kind of carries through today. <coughs> As social creatures, being rejected, it's harmful. So I think that's why there's this like yeah you know there, there's like an, like it's it's stressful to approach new people because you don't know if they're gonna receive it well but once they do you feel like why am I afraid of this <laughs> just yeah. like everyone's just a person and they're all just nice people it's like ingrained in our DNA to be fearful of strangers because it's like you know you don't have people from other caves going into your cave and being like hey can I be fed mm. it's it's like that's not it's not like normal it also makes you start to question the nature of interactions like when you interact with someone. Is there is there always does there always have to be a reason? Is there always like you're always trying to get something out of them or you do, know? Do you know what's really interesting? I and I don't want to talk about Parasite because like Sevenos hasn't seen it, but but like I, I just want to make I just want to make a quick a quick reference to this. Um, so I'm not giving anything away, but Parasite actually talks has a lot to do about like how someone can move from a stranger to like an inner circle. It's all about like like referrals, like relationships. Essentially, when you approach a stranger. There's all this distrust and potentially like animosity and like they don't want anything to do with you. But then once you can be referred or have a relationship to someone they already know, all of a sudden you're in. So it's like finding a way. It's like you can essentially accomplish anything you want by just like finding a way to, to link to someone's circle or to, to someone's like like family or, or their, their kinship. 
Yeah, being introduced like through a friend or referred is like a very comfortable way to meet people. It like bypasses all these discomforts involved in initial conversations. Yeah, like for example, it feels if, very natural. If like in any of these situations, like we start a conversation, like Stevanos or you is like immediately in just by virtue of knowing us. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we need these opinions. I agree wholeheartedly. That's <laughs> it. I actually have people write in and they're reflecting. like, I, li- I like the bonus content, but I feel like Stefanos is never a part of the conversations. What do you have to say about that, buddy? This is pretty good dead air. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it's, it's the best dead air. Um, yeah, I'll probably, probably edit that part down, boys. But uh, any, any final thoughts on this on this segment? Next time, I'll, I'll participate. I swear by it. I think everyone should try to be more social. Like, just like, and it does take you out of your comfort zone, but it's actually a very important skill. I just always feel lousy when I like go to the mall and I see people that I want to talk to. Like for any reason, and and then I, I go home and it's like, man, like that guy had a T-shirt of like my favorite show, and I or like I'm a Mets fan, like clearly, and that guy had a hat, and I thought to myself, like, okay, do you guys ever imagine social interactions but never actually do them? Yeah. Like, do you ever? This happens to me at least a hundred times a day. I'll like pass someone, and then I'll imagine myself like hypothetically like saying or doing, doing something, that? but then I never do it, and it's like shit, like. Like, there's an alternate reality where I actually did that. Yeah. Where I actually said, like, hey, man, like, let's go Mets. Or, like, hey, like, I really like your hair. It would be, it would be really interesting to have data to tell us how much, like, how people feel about this topic. Like, maybe a lot of people, like, wish people were more approachable or approach them more. They definitely do. They definitely do. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we're, like, averse. Wait, this man is, like, waiting to to speak for days. Uh, Wait, get him in front of the mic. There you go, buddy. I I just had a question for you guys. So you guys... It's about time. You guys have done this, like... For years, right? You oh. guys have been doing these 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 pranks, just uh, talking to pranks. random people, like, we're, like ripping people, right? Like, yeah, like pranks. We're like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Just we're like, like harassing strangers, like yeah. talking to strangers, right? And yet, like after years and years after doing it, it there's still leg. some barrier that you have to overcome. It's still uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Like, why yeah. why is that? It's like usually you practice doing something over and over, and it becomes comfortable. But it seems like even after years of approaching strangers, you know, today there, there was clearly some barrier to doing it. There was clearly some angst about it. But, but before you answer, let me ask you, Jeremy. I, I'll ask you a question that you can answer before your thing. Is like, do you think it's uncomfortable for the impractical jokers? Do you think Sal and Joe are always uncomfortable approaching people? I think, I mean, it, this is like seven of the question. But I think you get better at it as you do it more. They're probably a little bit uncomfortable. But they're also with their friends and it's a big production and it's probably fine. They're, they're like used to it, so they're not too uncomfortable. But I think like the more often you do it, in, in the shorter the time frame that you're like practicing it, mm. the, the in better shape you are for this type of thing. Mm. If you kind of like spend a few years away from people, then it would be pretty stressful yeah. to do this again. I actually think I actually think it, they're always uncomfortable, and you can see in their body language, especially with Sal. Like it's just I think there's some, there's something kind of what you said before, Jeremy, about like the nature of humans. There's something like especially unnerving, like down to our cellular level about going up to a person and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and initiating conversation. And then there's always a potential to be rejected. Even when that, that guy rejected us about the States, like, you know, it was okay, but like it kind of hurt like yeah. a little bit. You know what I'll speak to? I'll say that in my life, there have been like streaks where I've felt like really successful in engaging new people. Yeah. And then it just takes one person to like kind of bring you back to like ground zero. Yeah, exactly. One person will just like make you feel like a, like a horrible person for talking to them. But I do want to say, I mean, I, I do want to say just circling back to, to the point before is like, it does feel really shitty. And you actually mentioned this, Stephanos, when you like leave the mall and it's like you get back to your car and then do you remember what you said or you don't want to disclose it? No, I'm fine. I mean, I regretted not having uh, taken that chance to be uncomfortable and approach somebody like you guys did. Yeah, like even though I approach 
a lot of people and by the way i have like a life i'm not like sitting you know in the mall all day like talking to strangers but like <laughs> even though we do these pranks and dares um i still end up like going home and i'm like man like remembering the people that i didn't approach or remembering mm-hmm. like the opportunities i missed and at the end of the day like like it doesn't matter like it, whether or not you talk to that like one guy at the food court or like you know that that girl at the kiosk like it's not going to change your life yeah and this isn't a logical feeling like it's not it's not logical to be afraid to talk to someone when you're in a town you don't even live in and you'll never see these people anyway but we still feel mm-hmm. that way yeah it's crazy it's but retro- retrospectively most people regret not having like engaged people more you know yeah. no you're you're 100% right um yeah, and I just like I I ruminate over it too. Like, I just think about I just think about like all the people that I could have talked to and all the potential everything that was wasted. But I use it as motivation to to avoid doing it next time. Is there another layer you think to to you know engagement with people, whether it be like a dare or prank, like approaching strangers besides what we've been doing? Either what do you mean layer? Like, how are we going to evolve? We've been doing this for for a couple of years. We we need the next the next step, the final frontier, the next step. For this man. Yeah, talking to people. I mean, it, it's like everyone wants to meet their, like, spouse in, in real life. Yeah. So, like, is there a way to facilitate that for future generations? It would be a good startup idea. If, you, if any of you guys know, write in, please. Startup. <laughs> write in. Do you, but, like, also, it's so un, it's so atypical for people to talk to strangers. We were in the mall. Like, you just never see it. Is that at any stage in the future, Seven O's? Do you think that's going to become more common, or you think it's still taboo? Like, why is it that dogs? I think it's going to become less common. Yeah, in the future. as we discussed, it's less common. Like in the past, Shit. it was more common. Yeah, just, I think technology will make us even more selective. Maybe technology will even tell us who we should be meeting. How about and, politics? And, Are we more divided now? We don't say the P word on the bonus episode. Are we more? Di- is that like a serious question? I mean, that has something to do with it. Are we more divided? I mean, as a country. Yeah, yeah, but I don't see like how that how that plays into interactions at the mall. And also, people are, are less excited about getting information that opposes their view. I'm, I'm just saying all these things. People like gravitate towards things that validate their way of thinking. Mm. So any potential new person that could pose any sort of like dissidence to their way of thinking is is like they don't want anything to do with those types of people. It it, it actually makes people mad. <laughs> to, to engage someone who's has like a different perspective and isn't comfortable, that's probably another layer. Yeah. Like people feel like worried that some stranger could like challenge their way of thinking. We could also just be in like a society where people are more narcissistic than they had been in the past. And that's again, that's a, it goes back to technology. I mean, everyone is a mini celebrity on Instagram and Snapchat and, and things like that. Yeah. Has the world become more focused on the self? As opposed to the community and to the family, these are all references to past episodes of, of, of nervous habits. But um, but no, you guys. I mean, you guys are both are both right. So like, there's got to be a way that you can connect with people that is about them and not you. Dale Carnegie would say. Yeah, it's like make make them the star, make them the focus. Um, anyway, should we pivot to a new topic? We, we don't we don't have anything anything planned. This is all free form. We were supposed to be at Eagles Deli today. Men. Yeah, I'm actually we I'm actually earlier. pretty hungry right now as, yeah, we're, as yeah. we're sitting in this pod. Jeremy's got a full stomach. No, he had he had a uh, what was that a third of a pound of burger? Yeah, yeah, he ate it right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Steph. No, I'm just I'll, I'm I'll just like it. thinking where where if we were at Eagles Deli, how much of the burger Ricky would have finished by now? It's usually a really slow process. I eat very slowly, <laughs> with or without the laryngitis, because I can't really. It doesn't matter. Wait, no, it doesn't matter. But it's not not, not <laughs> like well right now. Uh, it's not it's not slow either. What are you saying? <laughs> 
Sounds like something a slow man would say. Um, I was going to say something. Yeah, I mean, we could do the, we were going to do the Vermonster challenge, too. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'd be solid. Yeah, neither of you guys have ever done the Vermonster. Too many calories. Right? <laughs> 15,000 calories, if you guys didn't know. Tell, the, tell them what goes into the Vermonster. There's 20 t- different types of ice cream and 15 toppings. Um, I don't need to say any more than that. Do you know what? We, we could also recreate the Eagles Deli challenge with uh, Jeremy's like, like burgers. burgers. We could just go upstairs right now, yeah, it, like live could, in the podcast. We could go stack the like, heaviest one for Ricky. St- stack like five burgers on top of each other and eat them all. Huh. The Eagles challenge is like you eat these really big burgers and then you, and then we talk about it live Usually on the air. the Nick Lachey, two pound? Well, uh, no, the one that we were going to do was the, the Godzilla. Uh, the Godzilla is like lame. Yeah, the, well, the, the, the two pound is good. Yeah, the Nick Lachey. Two I'll pounds of meat. Uh, 20 pieces of bacon, 20, 20 pieces of cheese. Yeah, you, fact check this stuff at OS because I think his information is incorrect. Infinite French fries. Oh, I had it on the I made this like amazing itinerary before Ricky got here. He did. It was we're beautiful. We deviated so much, but I even had topics for this podcast. Deviated stuff on this man. <laughs> yeah. How about planning ahead? Like nobody like makes plans. Like we have this like itinerary. Ricky does this thing where he makes itineraries. I think you mentioned that in the last yeah. episode. When he visits. Yeah, I, lo- I love the itinerary. And you fill, you fill your day with like activities that you like sought out and planned ahead. And I, I think my takeaway from this interaction is that I'm going to try to plan ahead more. What interaction? Just hanging out with you guys. This is like many interactions. Is an interaction just one? Just one is this an interaction? or is Like like, a, like the, the entire week's, week's week. Worth. All of life is an interaction. That's right. You're going to plan more? Do you not plan? I don't know. I think like I don't seek out events and activities that are expensive and far away enough. Yes. I, I kind of like default to like my mundane daily routine. What do you think, Steph? Um, <laughs> I think we can do really affordable events <laughs> far away too. Yeah, I suppose true. Like expensive and far. Is it too much? It's a double whammy. I pl- I plan a lot actually. I probably plan too much. I I've like kind of eased up on the planning in the last couple of years. Fuck. I think also like I've done so many so many job interviews over the phone in the last like couple of weeks. Everything feels like an interview. Yeah, seriously. Today I did an interview. And they asked me, like, they were like, final question, your life depends on it. Like, tell us about the parrots. I was like, this is, I was like, this, this is like an interview question. Um, it's like, It'd be really cool if you could put George or Doobie as like a reference in, in like a phone number. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like called. I need to speak to Doobie. Yeah. So, so what do you, Fuck. So, so right now, Ricky's in law school. Jeremy like ignored that really, really well executed. Yeah, yeah, that that nose was waiting all week to deliver that punchline. No, no, no. He's just like, like, like written on his hand. I just like, like thought about notes. that. It's like a funny idea. It was really funny. I, I hope the, the all right, go ahead. Ricky's no. in law school. So he's like back in a college setting where he's surrounded by people in the real world. Yeah, some of them are listening to this right now. So what do you think Maybe. about hung up. meeting people in that setting? Is it like, is there something special to it? I don't know. Like I've spoken to you guys about this, but like I, I feel old. I feel like in college I was a child, um, and now I'm like ready to be a father. No, uh, now, <laughs> now I'm like now I'm like an adult, and adult. yeah, <laughs> I like pronouncing words like that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in like a loopy mood today. I think it's all the the laryngitis. We're like sick and like starving. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you just literally devoured this burger. We're all equally hungry. And um, <laughs> I, I just think like. Like in in this environment, like meeting people in in law school, it's different than college. College was like 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 a playground, and you just like had fun with your friends, and nothing was to be taken seriously, and it was all about clubs and meeting and like parties. And law school is like work; it's like a job, so it's it's not the same type of social interaction. But is it possible to like? Is it harder to make best friends now for you than it was when you were in college? I'm just I'm just not interested in making best friends. Like when you're young. There's a couple of reasons why you make best friends. Number one is because you want someone to like hang out, to, to go to lunch with and to sit next to in class and to hang out with on the weekends. 
And number two is because like it's the, what the cool kids do, and you know, and uh, it, but but then you get old like me, and it's like there's no point. Like, like what's the utility in making friends? Like like I live you know not uh, like off campus. Well, the utility is to have more like different <coughs> types of experiences that diversify your life and make you feel more fulfilled. But th- that is going to happen regardless of if I have friends or not. Also, like I feel like you know when you have friends from past chapters, there's no more need. Maybe. But if you move somewhere and you never make any new friends, that's like a miserable existence. You're alone. If you move somewhere and you never make any like new, new friends. Like a new place. Like a new yeah. place. That's yeah. true. A new state, new country. Yeah. What are you going to do for the next three years, Ricky? What am I going to do? Yeah, you're going to make no new friends. No, I have friends. I, 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 I hope you. you're not listening. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, fuck. No, I, like, but I don't know. It's like, it's different. It, like you reach a stage, like, like when you're like, when you're 60 and you're working, you're not going to like, you know, go to your new job and be like, all right, time to make some new friends. Well, it's different. You're in a phase where you're married and I don't know, they talk about how the U.S. is like very family and career focused. Yeah. So, so once you've like been settled in your career and settled with your family, people don't really feel a need to branch out in this country and have friends and like do different types of activities. But in other countries, it's different. <laughs> and we've talked about this on podcasts in the previous months. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, how comfortable are you guys with the idea of like, being settled? Like, that, that, that idea is like, like frightening to me. It's like, it sounds like the end. What's so scary about getting married? I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate. Well, no, not necessarily getting married. It's the idea of being settled, like buying a house. You bought a house. Yeah, but it's, a, it's an investment property. It's not my own home. So it's not settled. Okay, what's the idea? What, why is the idea of buying a house settled? Well, I feel uh, like scary. the idea of settling is planting yourself with like roots, right, in one place. It becomes semi-permanent, and you're less, <coughs> you're more inflexible to to change. Whereas you know, when you're younger, like our age, you're you're more flexible. You you can move somewhere new, or or meet new people, <coughs> um, get new jobs. We have a lot of like things. Youthful energy as we're like entering our, and kind of discovering what careers we want to have. I mean, like, we think we know where we want to be in 10 years or where we're going, but we're actually excited to just try a bunch of stuff out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, it's exciting to have a lot of energy and to be in your physical prime <coughs> and to, like, see what the world has to offer before. This, this idea of settling, to me, it, it involves, like, being married, having a kid, having a career, and just everything you do is between those things, mm. among those things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's not an exciting adventure. And we're still like young and have the energy to explore and, and find what we like and what we don't like. So I think that's why it's so scary. <laughs> God, he's like dying. <coughs> I hope, should we get, get, like the, get like an ambulance in here? <laughs> I hope these coughs are like really coming through. Like the sacrifices I make for this pod. Actually, because of laryngitis, I had planned to record a couple other episodes over this break. I didn't even tell them it was winter break because this is probably going to be recorded or released in like a month. <coughs> and you just got that all over my hand. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, but uh, yeah. So, so they need to know this is being recorded over break. Jeremy, I, I wanted to say the the settling. You're much more comfortable with that idea. It's, it's no, no. Well, well, yeah, but no. I was gonna say like just in terms of the lifespan of an organism. If we live to be a hundred, why are we like like choosing to like one person to be with when we're twenty five? Yeah. It's like. <coughs> It's like reading, watching a quarter of a movie and being like, that's my favorite movie. Yeah. It's like... I'm never going to watch a new movie again. It's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I, I, you know, we just made up the analogy, boys. It's like, I don't even know how the movie ends or like, you know, you haven't seen enough of it or like watched other movies and you're committing to that movie. Well, how about in the, in the lens of like procreating, like as a species, we want to have kids and raise them to be successful. That's, what, that's why our species is still around. 
So at a certain age, you're ready to partake in that, you know? You're like, <coughs> like we're, we're wired that way. And that's why we've been able to like be, be alive mm. as a species. We haven't become extinct. So I think like probably like when people are in their like most fertile or are losing fertility, that's there's like a, a, a need mm. that they experience to like have a family. <coughs> that's right? interesting. Yeah, it could be bi- yeah biologically rooted like that need it, for set- settling and, and and then also it has to do with energy. I, I think that like a lot of people I remember when they left college, they said I'm gonna work, put my head down, work really hard, maybe in like finance in New York and make a lot of money and retire young. But that first of all they burn out, and second of all by the time they retire, which is probably not as young as they think, they don't have the energy to do all the things they wanted to do when they were young anyway. Yeah, people. I mean, I do you feel like you're less energetic than you were when you were like 17? Like when you're 17, you're like staying up like three nights in a row, like like eating like junk food. Mm. Definitely, I think like if you guys were up for that, I'd do it. I'm I'm still in. <laughs> yeah, these guys like want to go to bed at midnight every night. No, I like I agree. I mean, it's funny. Like th- this is like the lowest energy I've been in years because I I like I've not had my requisite six cups of coffee and I'm sick and I haven't <laughs> been fed by this man. Um, <laughs> so it's like it's like funny. You're like my caretaker, uh, but no, definitely I think over time you get you you're less energetic. Wait, help me now. How do I get to the settling? What's what's the bridge? Less energetic. So you, I guess you, when you're, it's kind of more conducive to being settled. Right? Less energy. Someone who has less oh, yeah. energy like craves that. You're like an old dog. You just need to like like. Set you to want the farm. comfort. Yeah. You you like you want the comfort of family and, you want, you and stability. Want predictability. Yeah. If things are unpredictable, you're you have to be, have some more energy to deal with it and adapt. But I will say, generationally, <coughs> there's like different. <laughs> Whenever I that's really funny. Whenever I cough, it's like it's like it's the, giant. We're watching the audio waves. It's like the loudest wave that, like I've ever seen in my life. It's like break the sound barrier. But I think generally, generationally, there's really funny. you know there's all this talk of millennials now, like the new generation that's coming in. But I think that we're like challenging this like idea of settling in a different way. Yeah. Now that we're like able to watch videos on Facebook of our friends who are at, like, successful international startup, you know, companies and, and like, seeing, like, Goldcast videos and just being so globally connected. I think that there's, like, there's a change upon us. I have to get some water, boys. Hold that thought. That's a good one. That's what Ricardo says. He's like, that was a good one. It's <laughs> funny you, like, dive out of the way. <laughs> All right, boys. As a as a break in the in the action here um, for this bonus episode of Nervous Habits, last on last episode, bonus episode number four, um, we did a segment, a fun segment of lightning round questions that viewers responded very favorably to. Where uh, I asked Jeremy, I think it was something like twenty questions in the span of, of uh, sixty seconds, and he had to answer very quickly without responding, without thinking. So now he will ask me and Stephanos a series of very intense lightning questions. Jeremy, take it away. Jeremy's taking over. All right, we'll switch spots. Are you boys ready? <laughs> there's, there's like plenty of, of women and um, uh, non-binary that listen to the show. You're going to have to like name some names for this one, boys. All right, um, ready? All right, so, so here we go. But like don't ask anything in order and 60 seconds on the clock. 60 seconds. We just four for Ricky. Uh, all right. Ricky. And go. On a scale of 1 to 10, how strict are your parents? Uh, 7. What was your favorite toy growing up? Buzz Lightyear. If you could time no, travel- it was Woody. It was Woody. If you could time travel, where would you go? When would you go? Mid-1800s. Best childhood memory. Pool at summer camp. This is so stressful. Pet peeve. Fuck, I'm, I'm under so much pressure. Uh, people who don't signal in traffic. Personality trait that's gotten you in the most trouble. 
Uh, annoying. <laughs> the best piece of advice you've ever received. <clears throat> Take photos and videos and remember everything. If you had to pick a new name for yourself, what name would you pick? Probably my middle name, Dylan. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Uh, student body president. Which of your friends are you proudest of? <laughs> oh, God. Um, both of you guys. I love you. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been? Um, Montreal, Canada. Do you feel like a leader or a follower? Leader. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Courageous? Uh, uh, cup of B with a cup. When you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Um, listen to country music. Which would be harder for you to give up, coffee or alcohol? <coughs> coffee. Done. That's good. I'm gonna wow. edit, edit out the dead air, boys. All right. Can they hear oh, me? I'm like, quiet, I'm like silent. <laughs> no, that's good, but that, I, that, I, that was like not accurate because Wait, I so didn't have time mean, to think it through. Am I going to get the same questions you did, Ricky? That's a good question. Wait, why are you asking me? It's him. All right, now this nose is in the hot seat for the lightning Fine. round. No, no, would you rather? Wait, why are you look? Why are you looking at the? You know, this is yeah, not close the your eyes, game. buddy. God. All right, now it's time. So now that you've accurately gotten to know your host, Double R, and you already know JP, now it's time for you to get to know Stephanos. We got some questions for Stephanos Paul Axios. First time he's ever been asked these questions. No cheating, buddy. Your time starts now. Do you think cats have any regrets? No. How many days do you wear the same pants in a row before it becomes a problem? Three. <coughs> what are your movie theater popcorn habits? Um, like extra butter, as much as butter as you can get. Which room in Hogwarts would you most want to have sex in? Uh, the room of requirement. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. Do you put the toilet paper roll on the right way or the murderer way? The right way. What would your perfect Saturday be like? Hanging out with the boys. <laughs> what would your perfect vacation entail? I don't know. Great book that you've recently read? Uh, zero to one. Dream job? Uh, medical doctor at this moment. Cake or pie? Uh, pie. Kindest person you know? <laughs> Fictional character you wish you could meet? Like, I'm thrown off by that, like... What is the funniest way that you've been injured? Uh, sneezing. What TV catchphrase do you enjoy using most? Uh, I don't know. What terrible movie do you love? Uh, uh, iRobot. What song do you have to sing along when you hear it? Uh, when you're happy you know, and you know it, clap your hands. What games are you really good at? Uh, Mario Kart. What, what movie do they need to make a sequel to? Uh, the, the Metal Man. Right age to get married? Uh, 36. Favorite childhood book? Uh, Harry Potter. If you could choose your own nickname, what would it be? Nose. All right, done. That's it. All right, all right, boys. That was like there was more than enough questions for these men. Um, so <laughs> I, I, it, it's interesting because I feel like when I get asked, wait, Jeremy like left the room. When I'm when you like have, have time to answer these questions, you like don't give the same answer as when you as when you like immediately have to answer them. <laughs> so so I wonder if it's more accurate. If like it, like if you ask me like would you rather like like you know go time you know uh sacrifice coffee or alcohol and my knee-jerk reaction is one thing it's like coffee but then i think about it it's like alcohol it's like what what's more accurate it, like like once you've thought about something over time what's your need like your impulsive like first thought is thought about you know? it definitely is more accurate wait what's 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 when you think about things longer it's more accurate because the impulse you're like stressed by the demands of the question <laughs> but, but what if you like talk yourself out of something or or you take the time and you know you you like overcorrect you so, know, so is this the same question as like, is your first impulse right type thing? Kind of, yeah. I don't know. I think these questions are <coughs> easy enough. Where you got, if you had thought about them, you could come up with the best answer. But what if it's like like a more intense question? Like, I don't know. You asked me at one point like the most courageous thing I've ever done. Like, the first thing that I think of, like primacy recency effect. Like the first thing that comes to mind isn't necessarily like what the most valid answer is. It's just something that's in the forefront of my memory. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good to get through the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had an interesting question for you boys. What sparks joy in your lives? Go ahead, Steph. Um, thinking about the future, I think. Uh, it, it's really exciting to think oh, no. about what, what can be done, sorry, sorry. What, what we can do. The present is fun, but it's always exciting to, to uh, imagine things, but I guess. But does thinking about the future bring you joy? 
planning for the future, planning new things, things I hope to have or accomplish or, or be. But what if the future never arrives? Well, you, one can only hope. If there's no, is it is it like lost time? If if you if you spend like like all of your days planning for the future and then you just get hit by a bus, is it like wow, I wasted my whole life planning for the future, but there was no future? No, because I think it's it's worth it in the moment. You're you're, you're well, enjoying uh, imagining a, a future that you'd like to live. Well, what is it that's fun about thinking about the future? Um, you're imagining a better time, right? Like what? So I don't know, <laughs> like. From a technological standpoint, in the future, maybe we are on Mars. That's kind of fun to think about, is it not? Right, but it's all, well, speak up, buddy. But, like, it's all it's all very speculative because, I mean, you, like, what if you're not around for Mars, but you're spending all this time, like, investing? Yeah, but if nobody's investing time thinking about the future, what, like, why would anyone work towards creating a good future? I'm talking about people who, whose interests are, like, outside of, outside of like, the, the subject. Like, someone who's, who's not working for SpaceX or um, has no interest in going to Mars. Like, are they really going to think about... I don't know. Mars? Like, I mean, you have dreams, right? Me? Like, yeah, dreams. Yeah, that you yeah, wish I, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, don't you enjoy like thinking about those dreams occasionally? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I don't know. I, I just think it's it's crazy that we invest so much of our time like like looking forward and looking back to the past, and it's like like we're like how much time do we have like like actually like thinking about now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is something Jeremy we talked about on our episode. Do back. you just live in now though? You really think about now? You just kind of no. We don't live in now. We talked about this in our episode, The Passage yeah. of Time, about how the present doesn't really exist. But, like, specifically, I think people, especially with technology, are, like, hyper-focused on, like, tomorrow and the next day. And, like, but it's, like, who's to say that, that you're even going to be Life be is about the journey, buddy. What does it say about you if the thing that brings you joy is thinking about the future? Does that mean you're trying to escape the now? No, I just think that, like, the now is good, but the future could be even better. And, and so it's fun to think about and plan for a better future. I just think it's like depressing because like I got here to, to see my boys uh, like six days ago and I was all excited in the past and I was excited for the future and now it's the future and I have to go home and it's like this sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Stefan, Stefan knows, do you find that you're like <clears throat> when you go visit friends like the whole time you're just thinking about the ending? <laughs> no, no. Like, I mean, only, only certain things. Like there's nothing to look forward to. You know, for example, Ricky leaving is not something for me to look forward to. But when I say looking towards the future, it's looking towards something that I, I, I look forward to. It's something I'm, I'm hopeful for. Do you know what I used to do on vacation? Because my sisters and I are like are, are so weird like this. On, on day one of vacation, we would sit around. We'd be like, well, like only five more days till we have to leave. And it's like that sucks, like that yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that's how – That's different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about dreams and things that so, you – So what are your dreams? What types of things do you project? Both of these people? men need to speak up. I mean a lot of things like – if I do uh, pursue medical school, for example, like one day graduating from medical school and, and being a practicing medical doctor, that, that sounds like a cool future. Or um, buying these investment properties, achieving some semblance of financial freedom, that sounds really interesting. But if you, okay, but, but if what's motivating you is like getting to the destination, getting to the destination, once you get there, then what? You know, like, like you're not. Well, you're, I, I, I embrace the process too. I mean, I like the, the process of purchasing these, these investment properties. I can see progress daily. Or <laughs> I'm, I'm learning quite a bit. Um, I actually don't like the future because, like, like constantly thinking about the future. I think this is what your your point was before. Just like makes me like hate the present, and it's like, oh, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. I'd rather be like, like just whole concept of texting someone. Like, like if, if I'm hanging out with with you two and I'm texting like a friend from home, it's like, oh, I'd rather be hanging out with them than with you guys. It's just it, it makes you not appreciate like where you are at this very moment. 
I think a lot of people we were talking earlier, like generationally about how, how like kids our age are different from like old people. And it's like, we, I, I think that like people like back then, they like didn't think about like tomorrow and next week. They I mean, just, you, you do though. What about the life, the life spiral? You're the one that told me about that. Well, that was like, that was like a big picture, That's like ma- I mean. macro analysis. That's what I mean. I don't mean uh, looking forward to the next day or the next afternoon. But you said what sparks joy like on a daily basis okay. is... Okay. I, I, I didn't know you meant daily basis. Yeah. Or I, I just didn't pick up. All of a sudden, that. this is this is like testimony. Like, yeah. Your Honor, like please strike the witnesses' yeah. testimony yeah. as like non-responsive. On a daily basis, no, that's not the case. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what on a daily basis. I like doing a lot. It's of the things. most miserable man I know. I like looking at investment properties on a daily basis. That's fun. Wait, what? It, it sounds like a, a really charmed existence. It's nice. <laughs> Jeremy, talk to us. Well, I have some questions for seven of us. Okay, but 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 like the questions need to be addressed to everyone. But it seems like you're. The things that make you happy are financial things. Is that is that the case? Are there like other uh, things that like do, doing things makes me happy? But, so but the question, looking at yeah. investment properties is interesting. I learn a lot about um, how to price a property, how to uh, figure out if property is profitable. That, that's yeah, but our listeners don't care about that. <laughs> they don't yeah, care. okay, fine. They, they don't care well, about like, real estate. He asked me like what I like okay. on a daily basis. We'll let him off the hook. Like that. I mean, but like like but why is money so important? Like who cares about money? Well, they're, they're they're fun problems. I don't see really as money. It's okay. There's a pool of thousands of properties I, that, and maybe one of them is actually profitable. No, but you're and doing kind of fun to find that one. You're doing this whole thing because you want you want the freedom to have money to do what you want. But it's yeah, like, it's, it's a greater goal, sure. But on a daily basis, but what's the what's the thing that you want? You want once you have money, you're saying like, like why? Like yeah, right. what, what's the point of money? What does that mean? No, I think what does it mean? It means that I'll have the the choice to pursue anything i want to without without but what some, do you want to pursue this man is being attacked from all sides what do you I want mean, to pursue who knows what i want to pursue 10 you don't years even know now. maybe 10 years from now i don't want to work at all and that would be a cool option to have and in the meantime it's fun learning about the properties you don't think it's exciting to think about <coughs> you keep, keep hold the coffee until the end <coughs> it's a different strain of cough now now it's like a like a gasping cough before it was like a bark you don't think it's an, it's as fun to think about what activities you want to do you want you you know what i mean like you're you're more financially thinking. Well, I mean, other activities like I like playing ping pong with you and, and Ricardo. That's really fun. I look forward to that every Tuesday and, and Friday. Um, and re- reading. I mean, I really enjoy reading and learning new things. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, like a little <laughs> bit. Nerd alert. Nobody <laughs> reads anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But steal his lunch money. Do you, do you guys think they still steal lunch money nowadays? <laughs> I, I don't. I was actually thinking about this. Like, there's, there's no like cash to steal anymore. You, you can't. It's like but Venmo st- me. Like, <laughs> but steal his Venmo. Like, no. It's just funny. Like thinking about how like school has changed. Like now and then. Do you guys remember when fifth grade they used to do a uh, like book book uh you used to take a shoebox and it was like every state had, we had its own shoebox. Like, did you get assigned a shoebox? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what, 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 what state did you get? Every kid had to, like, take a shoebox at home and repurpose it into, like, a state. And, like, you know, cut out, like, magazine pictures of that state and, yeah. like, type out, like, the state. And I would go on Microsoft Word, Word Art, and like, make – mine was Nebraska. I was like, I learned so much. What was the capital? Lincoln. Yeah, what, what was a lot uh, of people think it's Omaha. It's not. What was I your know. what was your state? I don't remember what my state was. Clearly, like you didn't do enough yeah. research. I, I, and then I'm did you guys in uh, it's, it's stateless? Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. So I'm, I'm a, in law school. Stateless has to do with uh, diversity of citizenship. I'm not gonna not gonna like lecture. And then in fifth grade, we had to do an animal thing where everyone got to sign an animal, and I got to sign the blue the blue whale, which is the biggest animal in the world. But I was upset because I was like I, I wanted a better animal. I got a whale shark. Did you really? Yeah. What is that? It's a it's a large shark. 
I remember, like, I'm not doing it justice. It's pretty big. What I did you get 65 feet long. Oh, sorry, like, zoned out. What was what this? Was the animals <laughs> in, in school that you'd, what, bring home? Like, I got a chicken. No, once, no, no, like, no, no, no. Like, egg home no, like, no, you had to, uh, everyone. You did? You got a chicken? Yeah, you got a little chicken. You get a little egg and it's a fertilized egg. And you eat it or what? No, you raise it up. Yeah. Wait, what? You see? Nice That's a lot of responsibility nice for young Stefano. Yeah, for this yeah. man that can't even take care of his finances. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, so. I got to assign an animal. But nowadays, like with the internet, like people don't need to learn about animals because like they could just go on Wikipedia or, you yeah. know, or like YouTube. Now it's like book reports are like find the best tweet or create the best meme. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy to think about. And I was also going to say in response to the last conversation that we were just having, I just think that like what should what bring you joy and I don't mean to like attack you is like you should have something moment to moment that is constantly motivating you besides money because at the end of the day like but I, I i'm not saying that money is motivating me necessarily maybe in a greater sense but like i enjoy i legitimately enjoy evaluating these properties i think like it's, you, it's kind of fun it's a little it's a puzzle the key is you need to embrace the fact that you're poor because i like when i was in school i used to constantly like like every moment just be thinking about money and think like wow like i wonder what it must be like to have money because like like i have none but then eventually i'm like well I, I, I like never have money and then it just went away and then now so is any it. hobby that makes you money about is like all about money well it can't be extrinsic it needs needs to be like you need to enjoy it for its own sake right I do not, enjoy not it for its for, own sake right Jeremy so, what sparks joy so is joy different than pleasure is joy different than pleasure um semantic like linguistically no but practically yeah what's the difference pleasure is like more like transient yeah um, so joy involves fulfillment yeah, probably a little bit more long-lasting than pleasure, but it's not like permanent. As humans, we'll always crave joy. Social things. So, social things like Acti what? Like, like sports, playing soccer, ping pong, any sport with people. Really? Yeah, family, spending time, any time with family at all. If I'm just sitting in the same room with them, I think it's valuable. Really? Yeah, brings me joy. Why is why is that though? Why when you're like by yourself? Right, that's a good question. Why? Why? Because I, I feel the same way. It's like I'm alone. I'm like, shit. But also sometimes I love being alone. I can't get away from you soon enough. Yeah. Do you ever question? Because you're also an extrovert. Do you ever spend all day with people and you're like, I just want to, I just want like, like by myself to recharge? Maybe not. Maybe it's more like I want to, <coughs> I want to go to sleep. Less like I, I want to just sit here. I thought the idea of extroverts was that they gain energy from interacting right. with people. But yeah, it's not. It's not like always though. Like, yeah, I like so, so, sometimes you don't actually feel that way. It it, it depends on the circumstance. I think. What's contrary to what I studied, like in school, like all engineering and physics and sciences that are supposed to be for expanding knowledge, like in and of itself, I think that I get the most joy out of anything social. And it has to be social with people that I respect and value. Like if I'm spending time with people <coughs> that I can't stand, I don't get joy from that. It's, it's like pulling teeth. But absolutely, like even watching a TV show with like someone I care about, it like it brings me joy. It's like a new layer of excitement compared to doing it on my own. So would you rather would you rather like like spend a night by yourself like reading a book or watching a movie or would you rather sp spend a night with like three people that were acquaintances that you weren't very close with even though you'd have to like put effort in in order to, to socialize? You know what I'm saying? Like like which sounds like more favorable alternative? Well, it depends on like the balances of my week, right? Like if I've had too much social, I probably would opt for the being alone mm -hmm. but if i had too much like alone time i definitely would the acquaintances sound pretty good right now yeah i used to like need the social as much as you do to the point where like even if i didn't like the person that much i would just be around them because they're a human being even if it's work and whatever but now like unless i really genuinely enjoy the person i'd be totally content like sitting on my own and like listening to a podcast or like like reading a book or something um just because at the end of the day like it's very depleting 
to have to, you know, labor through conversation and put in all that energy and not get a lot out of it. You know, like I'm sure you guys have had people in your life where it feels like you're you're like on your on your game and you're you're like putting on a hell of a performance in the interaction and they're not like, you know, living up. Do you think our personality type makes conversation <coughs> you're interrupting me with these like sounds. Sorry, it's like No. Do you think um our personality type makes it more work to like spend time with people because we're like leading the conversation? Like do you think they're like, you think there's a, a huge group of people out there who think it's, like, really relaxing and easy to just be with people because they don't feel this need to, like, carry the conversation and the interaction? That, that's a really great point. Like, like what is it like to not, like, like, what, like we wonder about that. Actually, we had, the, Jeremy's brother has, like, just entered the room if you want to, like, like sh- share a few thoughts. Dan, what do you think about, uh, about the notion of being able to be a part of a conversation or part of an interaction and not have to burden, have the burden of constantly moving it forward? I mean, I, that's me. Like, I literally just, like, sit there and then, like, I'm entertained just by existing and with all, well, in all the interactions with my really good friends, there's no talking involved. And yeah. It's, it's pretty good. But don't you ever feel – because, like, silence it, – it's always interesting because, like, like, silence is super scary, like, when you're younger. Um, but then you get older and silence is kind of cool, you know, because a lot of times we, we fill the space. We're sitting around and, like, no one's saying anything. It's like someone jumps at the opportunity to say something stupid or to, like, com- like make a comment. But so the fact that you're able to revel in that silence and like not have to like, you know, jump to fill it, that is kind of um, like mature. Uh, but is that like, is that like always like you guys never talk? That's like the friendship? No. Like, you like no. hang out in like silence the entire time? No, it's, it's usually like, like if something presents itself, <laughs> you know, we'll like, I don't know, we'll talk, we'll make a joke, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think like, like it definitely like, what plays a big part is like just being comfortable and not feeling like you got to jump in. Yeah. I think like I've had moments like that where I'm just like, like shit, I don't want to deal with it. You know? Yeah. Do you know, it's actually a, a, a really great like um, example of this is when you run into someone and the question is asked like, like, how are you? And it's like, you have to like, you have to dig deep to figure out how you want to answer that. Because if, if you, I'm finishing up with um, break for law school and I'm going to see people on Monday and they're going to be like, how was your break? And if I choose to give like a long answer, then I'm a narcissist. But if I instead choose to say good than you, then I'm not interested. So it's like being a good conversationalist means finding a way to either commit to one side or both or to like to do both at the same time. No, I think being a good conversationalist means gauging your audience and choosing an appropriate answer. So for your friends that are like actually more interested in your life when they ask you that, being able to provide all the details is appreciated. But what if it's a gray person? Like, like their skin is gray. No, it's like <laughs> racist. No, like, no, 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 like obviously, I mean, it's, it was like my best friend ever. I'm like, this is good. Uh, but like, if it's someone who may be interested, you know what I mean? Or like, I think it's better to err. I mean, you gauge it as you go, but I think it's better to err on the side of information to yeah. show that you're like investing in the person. Stephanos looks like he's. We're all talk. all eyes are on this uh, this this Greek man next no, to me. No, I was just gonna say it's interesting in the workplace. Like after every weekend or after every vacation, it's like, how was your weekend? It, usually, it's you know, the, everyone does the same thing every week. So what did they say? It was just it's good. It good, was great. How about yours? It's almost like, but they don't want to hear so many details. Just a pleasantry. So with like you know acquaintances or, or people that maybe aren't necessarily your friends, you you I guess want to keep it to the minute to a minimum. Maybe it's because, like, like Jeremy said before, he and I, our personality types, are used to driving conversations. But I think people are always disappointed when they ask me a question and I don't give like a good answer. Like, if someone says, "How are you, Ricky?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine," people are like, "Really? Like, I expected something witty." You know what I mean? Which is yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, but you, can you relate to that? Yeah, but again, like, I think it silence. This all like kind of ties in. You talking about silence before? 
it all depends on the type of interaction you have with that person, how close you are. Like, yeah, yeah. like if there's some acquaintance, then like maybe you don't want to like go into great detail because it's not important to you. It is. It is like interesting, like to Seminos's point that we have this pleasantry where where we instead of like think about it, guys, we could just see people in the hall and say hi, like hey, like hope you're well. But why do we like like instead ask this rhetorical question? Forcing them to give a rhetorical answer, which does, is like devoid of meaning, and then creating this like illusion of conversation, mm. which is like like completely circular, and it's like it's omnipresent in all facets of society. It's, it's funny because it's a question, but it's just basically an acknowledgement of their existence. It, yeah. And if you look like at stand-up comedians that talk about like coming in from a different country and like living here, they they always make jokes about how when someone says like "How's it going?" and they answer it like the person's like halfway like across the street. Wait, where I that sounds pretty good. I I've never seen those routines. <laughs> They're pretty good. Yeah. Or like the worst is the worst is like when people say, Yeah, kinda like that as a statement. Like you'll say hi and then someone will say, How are you? But as a statement. And like then not, you just walk away. Like, yeah. That's it. It's like it's like, Well, I'm glad you asked, yeah, Buster. Like what are you gonna do when the first person's like, you know, well, well like I'm you know, I'm dying to tell someone, like you, you know what I mean? Like actually not well. So it's just it, it's interesting that we like like use and also conversation people, this way. People keep it positive. Like, how is it going? You don't say like terrible, right? Yeah. People just say like good. It like no it matter seems, what. Well, Jeremy, what do you think about, the, about what Dan was saying before about how he can sit with his friends and not talk? Because again, like I, I feel like I talk a lot on the pod about like my transformation, but I used to be really insecure with friends and always need to fill the silence. Like any silence at all, I'd be like shit. Like, I feel that's immense. Shit is no, but like any silence, like ready? Um, ah, like like immediately jump on it. But now I think like with time and confidence, I just don't care. Yeah, like, I think, I just, like it's someone else's job. I can relate to that, and I think that. If I'm really, really good friends with the person or it's like my brother, silence is fine because you don't have to like show your value. Like yeah. it's already established that you're close. But I think with like even pretty decent friendships, I'm not good with silence at all. But if you – by the way, if you don't think that people are insecure about silence, go on a date and sit across from the girl and stop asking questions for a moment. Just just a moment and I promise you she's going to freak out. And say the first thing that comes into our mind. Good, and good dates, though. I think no. I've, I've been on good dates where, like, oh, he's been on dates. A couple. A few, this is news to us. A few, good <laughs> dates, a few good dates where the silence actually works. There was so much chemistry in the beginning of the conversation that you almost know that person well enough where the, the silence is okay. Wow, I've also had bad dates where yeah. I, I like. So I'm like I'm done asking, and then it's like silent, and they're like, "Can we leave?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, we've we've like we've we've talked about this a bunch off the air, but like literally. People, people are just like terrified of it, and I get what you're saying, Stephanos. If there's like chemistry and you're like looking into each other's eyes, like romantically, yeah, that's absolutely. But most of the time, most of the time, the girls like shit. Like the spotlight's on me. I gotta like perform. But yeah, it definitely like like I've been on I've been on like dates that were like not not good, not bad, and then I've like stopped asking questions, and then they like panicked. Like it's like us yesterday in the game, panicked. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting that we, as like humans, have the capacity for language, and all of a sudden, like the burden is on us to constantly be like using language, even when it's like not necessary. True. Like, why is that? Like, evolution does not require that we like speak if it's not purposeful, if it's not for like <clears throat> sex or aggression. But I mean, in the case of dates, you want to demonstrate value and chemistry because you want it to work out. So in that, like, when you're silence. It feels like you're running out of things to talk about. But it's a three-hour date. There's not going to be there's not going to be like no silence. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. You, like imagine three-hour date, like continuous conversation, never stop. It's kind of exhausting. When you always have. Yeah, but when you're with your closest friends, <coughs> at least for me, it is always continuous conversation and it's effortless. So you feel like that's the standard of quality. You know what would be fun is if we just had a day and we're gonna have to wait till next time where we just like didn't talk, but we also didn't communicate. Yeah, does that sound fun? <laughs> yeah. 
And what will we do? Activities? Okay, so like, okay, check it out. So I mean, there's two elements to this. The first one is the not talking. Because like Jeremy, like, like we've talked about this. Um, so I obviously have laryngitis, which is like apparent. Deathly contagious. Um, although I wonder if my voice sounds different on the pod nose needs to be blown. than before. No. Go blow your nose. I wonder if it, like if my voice sounds different on the, on the pod than pre-laryngitis. But because of laryngitis, I haven't been able to talk. So I've been like miming and also like texting and stuff. And it's and like we play trades, but it's like it it's it's one thing to not talk and have to communicate in other ways, but it's also like another thing to just not even communicate and then be in each other's company. Like, would that be fulfilling to just spend a whole day with your best friends doing activities and never being able to share thoughts, but knowing that you're like in each other's company? Like that could be good, but that also could be like like meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I think it all adds. Like, if you have any thoughts whatsoever, you know, and you can like come in in the middle of that silence and bring it in, you know, that's still pretty good. I mean, are we talking no communication at all? Like, None. you're making facial expressions. I can tell if you're like, no, having a good time. No, we're not making eye contact. No eye contact. We're like, whatsoever. pretend, okay, pretend we're like. I mean, your presence it might, your presence might be better than me participating in activity all by myself. Like, going to the movies, for example, if you just sit there next to me, it's better than me just being there by myself. But how do you know that I'm even next to you? It's like, like, you don't see me, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I guess it, it's almost like a metaphysical question. Like, like if, if, if all we have is the knowledge that we're experiencing it together, is that like meaningful in and of itself even well, if maybe you you know that maybe this person is enjoying this mm. you, you, so that, that might be that's meaning that is meaning in and of itself right mm. like this person is taking part in this activity well, maybe also, there's some meaning there yeah i feel like you wouldn't get as much joy out of it i just think yeah. of the, I, the fact that humans are social animals and like there has to be some sort of interaction to really feel locked if we were not if we were able to like spend a whole day together and not do anything and, and like do the same things. Let's say we were doing like rock climbing and movies and eating meals, but we were like somehow cordoned. We were like together, but we couldn't move our necks. So we couldn't look at each other's faces and we couldn't speak or hear each other. But we knew that we were like together. Would that like be better than having the same experience on our own? Absolutely. But like why though? Because the question. I have a good answer for you boys. Let's like, hear it. Like, strap in. Like, there's like, but there's like women that are part of the group. No. Nah. Oh yeah. We can't discriminate. <laughs> no, I think that shared experiences are what bring people closer. So just the fact that it's a shared experience, I think, is, is, is like enough to make it more worthwhile. You got some, you got some uh, tissue on your chin. Yeah, you got some like contagious molecules of laryngitis. You got, some, face. <laughs> you got some mucus in your throat. Uh, shared experiences bring people closer together. Yeah, so like like going through war together, like, like being like veterans. Yeah, or spending a day doing activities without talking. It also does something. I right, what, what's one thing? It would be yeah. interesting. It could even like tissue. Actually, the fibers are all over your shirt. Look at this. It's like everywhere. Like imagine going on a date with someone and the rules were you couldn't talk. That might actually be better because then you would have no – what were you looking at? Like, like a deer in headlights. Um, you would have no – like you, there wouldn't be a burden of, of carrying conversation. It could be like an interesting experiment. Say we're going to go on a first date and the rule is no talking. Mm. See, see how like, – That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's really good. I feel like people are too close-minded in this day and age though. Maybe. Remember we talked about the 36 questions that lead – 36 right, questions that lead to love and people are people like very freaked out by it. Well, there's like a lot of intention with that. People can read into it and think that your intention is to fall in love with them, like you just met them. And that seems like too forward mm. or too. It's it's like almost like the guy's chemically off if he's falling for me right right away. What do you think about the idea of like if there was another Jeremy or another Dan or another Sevenos or another Ricky and like like would you be best friends with that individual? Sevenos, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm drawn to friends that are less are dissimilar from myself. So I, I'm not I'm not sure. Really? I think so. Like, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm more introverted where you two are more extroverted. Um, although, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I, I guess I have friends from both. 
from both. Points. I think that our answer to this is going to show a lot about how we view ourselves, like psychoanalytically. Yeah, absolutely. But so I, I prefer to go last because I don't I want people to steal my answers. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I know that these men will steal my answers. I answer. know the correct answer. Oh, like if you had a doppelganger, Daniel Stern. Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, but but like this man needs to speak. This is gonna be the quietest podcast ever. Go speak up. Oh, I mean, I feel like it would be awful to have like a second a second version of the same person immediately. Like it wouldn't be the same at, at all. Would you be friends with them is the question. Yeah, would you like hang out with that woman, a man, oh. <laughs> that species? I mean, yeah, because they're like similar, but it, it would be like, it's kind of the same as having a twin in my mind. Yeah. Right? It's like a twin. Right. Yeah, I have, I have a question. Do you know that you're the same? Yeah. Like, or you have to like feel uncomfortable, like what if they don't like me? Like, <laughs> Like, okay. is, the, is your comfort level, like, immediately reached with each other? It's, like, a high comfort level. Yeah, it's part of the, like, question. Yeah, I would absolutely hang out with myself. It sounds great. What? Like, the Could most narcissistic The same interests. The same interests. Yeah, with the same, like, it would be really fun. You feel like you could, like, improve by, like, playing yourself. That's, like, the dream is, like, beating your own personal record. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's interesting. Jeremy, Jeremy really would, like, would, like, no longer hang out with you or you because he would just play ping pong with himself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I yeah. think I'm on, I'm with Dan. I think that, like, like, coughed, like, at me. Yeah, like, and, and, and you open your mouth, like, <laughs> like <clears throat> it's like dang, you realize the lengths we go to to like deliver content. To so, the uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is me. Like, I'm, I'm on my deathbed here. No, but I'm with Dan because I think that, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with myself because I, I like think about it. You're stuck with yourself your whole life in the shower, like when you go to bed at night. Like the goal is to spend time with other people. And at the end of the day, like like you're gonna be born alone and die alone. Like isn't that enough of yourself to deal oh, with? Oh, I was I was thinking it was like the a friend, like a best friend, and they were the doppelganger of them or whatever. No, I'm talking that, about that you. Would so. be too, it was myself. Yeah, like I kind of with my brother on this one. Oh no, okay. So I'm the only yeah. one. That this <laughs> I also okay. Well, I, I think that there's there's different categories of spending time with someone. Like the category that I'm referring to, like if I was trying to improve at a sport, having myself to compete against would be really <coughs> would be great. I'd be able to learn a lot about how I compete. Yeah. When I'm playing against myself, my own weaknesses, right? That's true. I could like evaluate myself on the other side of the ping pong table and see like what his like weaknesses are. I mean, if you look That'd at it that incredibly way, informative. then I would love to have myself to go to the mall with to do dance. Oh, absolutely. Imagine yeah. like imagine like two. <laughs> you see what I mean? Imagine like both sides Imagine like two Rickies. Like, have you heard of these communists? These chili cheese. Yeah, communists. but but at the same time. I, I believe that having access to different opinions and different ways of thinking is like what makes us grow. Mm-hmm. So it could be that you're That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you have you ever talked with someone and you're trying to figure something out and then you end up just talking the whole thing out on your own, mm-hmm. it might be kind of like that at all times. Yeah. But I don't think you'd be able to be introduced to new <coughs> opinions and activities and ways of thinking, which is detrimental, but it would be a good person to have in some scenarios like we just discussed. Yeah. All right, boys. The hour is growing dark. And and any final thoughts on this pod, Dan? His first, first, uh, first Jeremy has tissue fibers coming out all over the place. Um, and any contributions? This man has the thickest beard I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, speak up. <laughs> Definitely doing dares and coming out of your comfort zone was really valuable for me. I mean, like whenever I had an option, but like when I'm not thinking about it, like I don't want to at all, like. You know, I'm thinking in my head, like, it's too much to do any of that. But, like, it is really valuable whenever I do it. And I think that, you know, I wasn't here for that part of the cast, but it's a really valuable, like, part of it. So the whole part was cut, so no one knows what's going on. I'm just, no, I'm, no, I'm just, no, no, can you imagine? No, 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 no. Yeah. We, don't, we don't edit the bonus content. No, that, I mean, that, that's, like, that's a really good point, and you should tell your friend Stefanos. But also, like, how come no one else does these things? Like, like how come everyone's so, so afraid and sheepish? I think a lot of people don't think and reflect on their lives. They just kind of go through the day. Or they, they're very selective on what they reflect upon or think about. Like a lot of people who value career may like occupy like only 
thinking about only their career. Like, and they're not thinking about, like, the social aspects of their life, all these things that make us who we are. What about the idea that people people don't want, people don't go out aimlessly anymore? Like, everyone moves with intention. Like, when you go to the mall, no one goes to the mall to, like, talk to strangers. You mean to loiter. <laughs> to, to essentially, to loiter. People go to the mall, like Stephanos, to go to Microsoft. No, to, no. Like, I mean, I think the only reason people <laughs> go to the mall now is to experience... I guess would like to have an experience to hang out with friends. Well, what, because everything mm. can be you can purchase from a mall can be purchased online. For the well, what's part. what's like now? Is that now in our old age or like I bet like no, kids who are today, under eighteen probably spend like all their time at the mall with their friends. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. That's an exception. I mean, like I guess we're talking about adults, right? Like those people only go to the mall because they have to like exchange shoes or like buy like a greeting card. So it's like they have a mission, or even you know they're going outside to watch the dog or like something. I mean, I, I think of it in the same way as I think of, like, going on a run and, like, passing by the same place, like, over and over again, doing the same run every day. Because, like, you, you pass by this one area, and sometimes, like, at least for me, it's really nice to be able to, like, look at a location. And I really enjoy that location and its state, and it makes yeah. me happy. That's how I get joy. So, like, um, people going to a mall and not interacting with strangers and just seeing, like, the world that's around them like yeah there's something nice in that too it's like terrible also like okay wait i didn't ask you this i shouldn't ask you this earlier but like when you're on the receiving end of that like how does that feel like if someone approaches you as a stranger and asks you something like does that feel good or you like get away like don't bother me depends on the person like sometimes you feel like someone's like gonna rob you or is someone's dangerous you know okay but, but let's say that the, like you know there's normal guys that aren't like threatening normal th- non-threatening people like, Jer- like Stephanos, how do you feel about that? When, when someone, like, says, asks you a question at the mall, like, tries to get your same word. I like word. that. Yeah. I'm not Stephanos. My name is Jeremy, but I like that. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think mostly I'd like it. I mean, I, I wouldn't like it if, if I thought that that person was trying to make me, like, embarrass me or something. Right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> how I over that. Yeah. My point with this is people are so afraid to talk to strangers when, like, 99% of people, like, love it. It's, like, amazing when someone comes up to you. Like, everyone's lonely and having a bad day, and someone comes up to you with a smile and, like, it's like, hey, like, say fudge. Or, like, <laughs> or, like, or, like hey, like, like, you know, where can I go to Home Depot to buy a jackhammer? It's, like, like I, I, I feel so, like, charmed and, and, like, intrigued when someone wants to talk to me, um, except when I'm leaving the subway and someone's handing me flyers. But, like, that's right. different. So you have to identify what type of interaction it's about to be. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm mostly just saying, like, kind of, kind of the same thing with approach anxiety. Everyone is afraid of it, but also like everyone enjoys being on the receiving end of it. So you just have to remind yourself, like, like if if you were approaching you, then you would feel great. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, boys, this has been an enthralling episode, bonus episode five of Nervous Habits. I gotta, I gotta check to see if I'm supposed to preview anything for for this episode. Um. So tune in next time for the new episode of Nervous Habits Podcast. Jeremy, Dan, Stevanos, thanks for joining us, boys. It's been it's been a great time as always. We're happy to be here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah, you. Always fun. Ricky. This is the final time. All right, guys. Signing off. Nervous Habits. Bonus content.